0: Let's go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, spot them in the mouth, knock their ass in the
1: dirt. That's what we gotta do. We gotta stop that buddy ball. Smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby!
2: We're gonna be here all day, baby! I like this kind of party! I like this kind of party, baby! This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility.
3: You know what that means?
0: Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side...
2: for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour.
1: And we welcome
0: you back into the program. It is hour number three, power hour. David Teal in about half an hour. But as is usually the case, here at the top of our Wednesday Power Hour, it's time for the Roth Report with Bill Roth. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD,
2: it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson.
0: And it puts a smile on my face when I see Bill Walker in the studio. Good morning. (laughs) It's nice to see you here in person today. Good morning. Good morning,
3: everyone. Uh, A lot going on, man. You're not kidding me. This is crunch time for college hoops. So much happening right now. Coaching changes affecting the Hokies. Yeah, we've, got, yeah. we've got a lot to cover today. But you had, uh, before we came on, Crocodile Rock. You know, that was the song that launched Elton John at the Troubadour. Absolutely. In West Hollywood. The a club so good. that still exists. Yes,
0: yes. Movie's so good. I love the way they did the movie with uh, that scene in particular where all of a sudden he's levitating like, here I am now. <laughs> the rocket man has taken flight with that song great stuff man and then when i found out the actor was actually singing that himself that was pretty impressive but anyway that's a topic for another we could day. do it. can you get can we get him on the show let's get that oh that'd be great he, he doesn't do many of those movie.
3: no that was awesome that was anyway, awesome good morning um Boy, what a basketball game last night. Oh, the Miami crowds.
0: Hurricanes are a really good basketball they team. They really are. I think they're the best team right now in the
3: league. Yeah, them are Virginia for sure. I'm looking forward. I think when we look at who can win the ACC tournament, those would be teams 1A and 1B. You know, they, they've they gone on the road. They've beaten everybody of note in our league on the road. Uh, Coach Larenaga, his um, – and you talk about great coaches in our league. Yeah, I know. You know, I know, he's up there. There's so many good coaches. It just, it's just – it's. It's almost impossible to outcoach anybody, and you know we we've always known they've had great guards, but you know we saw last night um, that the you Omir know, kid was just so good, um, particularly in the first half, and they got a bunch of offensive rebounds, and he was physical, and I, I don't know that I left or came away with the conclusion rather that Tech played poorly or no. Tech isn't good. It's just no. Miami's a really nice they were just nice team. Yep.
0: I agree. I agree. And Tech, they they did. They played. They did some good things, just not enough defensively, as Coach Young said in the presser. A couple things there. But Wong and Pack are just a handful. They're well compensated, too. Yes,
3: they are. You know, Bazzilli was a bit off last night. I think we give Miami credit. You know, they, they maybe pushed him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and he had been so good. He had been scoring in the 20s. Well, you know, he's been double figures all these games in a row, but. You know, you can't necessarily expect someone to get 24-25 every night. And Miami did a good job with him.
0: He did. They did. And Coach Young talked about that. It kind of knocked him off his line a little bit because he had been such a factor. Unstoppable, really, the last couple weeks for him. But where are we now when you look at Miami? I mean, I've seen so many projections all over the board. How many teams do you think the ACC is getting in the tournament? If the tournament selection was today, yeah, probably just five. Wow.
3: Probably just UVA-Duke-Miami. Uh, Pitt, and NC State, and uh, no North no Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, And that'll be a heck of an NIT opponent <laughs> for someone, the Tar Heels, <laughs> the preseason number one team. But, but you know, it's funny, J.J. was in town, James Johnson, our former coach, and um, I had a chance to visit with J.J. He says, don't count out the Tar Heels in Greensboro. Don't count out North Carolina in that arena in a sea of blue yeah. uh, to, to make a bit of a run, but... Carolina has just been so inconsistent. Uh, they don't, uh, uh, their roster looks like an NCAA roster. Oh, tournament there's no roster. doubt. There's no question. However, when you watch them play, they're just not there. No,
0: and they're getting paid. The difference is you have two teams getting paid one responding to their veteran coach and one that's uh, just not responded at all to anything this year. It's surprising to me. It really is.
3: Well, Jim Laronego's coached a whole lot more basketball than <laughs> you, Davis. Absolutely absolutely he is you know and that's the one thing when when you listen to these ACC teleconferences and you hear coach ham coach hamilton from florida state and jim lernego from miami and coach beheim there's a lot there's decades and decades of coaching experience talking and sometimes you got to read between the lines of what they're saying mm-hmm. but their their basketball acumen is is unquestioned and you may not agree with everything they say certainly with coach beheim most don't but they don't agree with a lot of what's going on in college basketball these days right. themselves. And the one thing Larry Egg has done, I think he, he's adjusted. He's adjusted he to has. this new system. Yes. And his team, they're not doing anything illegal. And, they, and they're, they're a really nice team. I watched, I went to their shoot-around yesterday and, and talked, visited with him briefly and watched them. That is a really, really nice-looking really basketball team. Agreed.
0: That's a Final Four type of team. Miami? Yeah, I think yeah. so. If yeah. they can just keep that – that Billy that they had to show because Duke, Carolina, Virginia, Pitt—they can't win at Castle. They—they they did last night, so I yeah. thought that was big for them,
3: yeah. big for the yeah. conference. Miami would be an interesting pick in your bracket. Yeah, it would be if if the tournament started
0: right today. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, if it was starting this week on a Thursday. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Miami's won seven in a <laughs> row in the ACC, but let's see what happens in two weeks in Greensboro right. and what happens right. after that. Good change because there's injuries and who knows. People get healthy, and and, and who knows what will happen. I'll tell you what I do
0: know is that the Tech women's team. Oh, legit. Kenny was on yesterday, and I didn't say it because I know he'd get mad at me. But I, I think Bill, I think this is a Final Four team. I, when they I really do. They are. Georgia Moore. She has just. I mean, she was on, and you talk about just a, a wonderful human being first and foremost, and what she brings to the table as well. I, I just, I love what I see out of this. If team. they could get the home. First
3: two games of the NCAA Women's Tournament. They should, right? I think so. If the tournament started today, I think they'd probably be a three seed. At least that's what I visited with uh, Evan Hughes, our women's basketball broadcaster, mm-hmm. who you know. And he, yeah. he, he tells me that he thinks if the tournament was th- this week, they'd be a three. Be a that three. being said, if the Hokies beat Carolina Thursday, have a nice run at the ACC tournament, maybe they're a two. Yeah. Regardless, if you're one of the top four seeds, you play at home. And then, you know, the NCAA women, they've, they've changed everything for the, yeah. the second you either go to Seattle or Greenville. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no more regional sites. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. So once they're down to 16, they're going to send eight teams to the West Coast and eight teams to Greenville. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of coaches that finally were heard, they've
0: been wanting that for a long time. So like well,
3: them. at least they're not sending everybody to Hartford. Right. But, I mean, it gives the Gamecocks an amazing advantage. It does. I mean, South Carolina is going to play essentially four home NCAA yeah, tournament games. And then the final four, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's your that's your pick to to win.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, everybody's gonna have. Yeah, you have to. You pick South Carolina or the field for what Dawn's done. Yeah, and you would go South Carolina right now. All right, uh, the gridiron here before we break, Uh, Brad Glenn. I mean, great opportunity, right? His former buddy there at App State, going to hire him now as the OC at uh, Cincinnati, and they're headed to the Big 12. Kind of a no-brainer for him, I
3: guess. Isn't it funny how an NFL head coaching job change in Indianapolis affects Virginia Tech's (laughs) coaching staff? (laughs) Right. because uh, So Tom um, Manning, who had been in the NFL, was with Satterfield, he was going to be the offensive coordinator there. And then he left and went back to the Colts. So that's why they've had an opening. Incredibly, Satterfield had – he's had three guys leave his Cincinnati staff. Mm -hmm. And they just got there in December, as you'll
0: recall. Yeah, strange.
3: Um, Timing is not great. Timing is not great. Three weeks before spring ball, you lose your quarterback coach at a position that's the primary position of focus on this team for the spring. And you've got the kid coming in from Baylor. Yeah, it's the the timing
0: because now you've got to find somebody. Any yeah, yeah. any names at all? Do you think? You, I, yeah.
3: I didn't know about this till yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So I've not seen the coach. I've not talked with him. I'm sure he's got someone in mind. Yeah, I'm sure. But I mean, it just it's just funny how there's an NFL coaching vacancy, the Colts make a pick, and then. <sighs> <laughs> Boom, Hokies lose their quarterback yeah, right, coach. Right, right. As, as As the trickle down, as the domino effect. But
0: the, they'll get somebody good. They'll get somebody good. They will. They will. And he'll have it under control. And I guess it says a lot for you. Now he's had a couple of coaches that other schools really wanted. Right. Yeah, Satterfield was, they were together. They were. At, at the App State. Yeah,
3: yeah. So they knew each other. And, and, you know, it's late in the game. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's a weird time the the coaching change cycle in college football had already occurred the convention has already gone through your your transfer portal your recruiting is done and now you have this so you know it's the the timing isn't great right yeah it it's, it's like sure sure it's like losing you've you've lost your caterer <laughs> on on the Thursday before your wedding
0: That's that's The timing is not good. No, it's not good. But uh, they'll figure it out. And that'll be an interesting battle as well, the whole drones-wells thing. So they definitely need a coach in there. All right, it's Bill Roth in the Roth Report. He's in studio, you know, and we'll take a break, come back. Bill's going to have the SMA update, find out what's going on with the kids over in his class. Also, we're going to have the Baker Team Game of the Week. A lot to choose from and the NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. All that's coming up as we roll along with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, and the Roth Report here on BDST. Come back with us. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center
3: located right here in Blacksburg, and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Alvinos, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The. Entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics.
1: The Louise Baker team
3: with Long and Foster Realtors wishes you a wonderful new year. Buffalo
1: and More, a small business in Reiner, opening January the 4th in their new location at 4040 Reiner Road. Remember them for catering, family style meals, and their new deli selection. Check Facebook for new
0: hours and more details. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda wish you the best in 2023.
2: From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play.
0: It is the Roth Report here on BDST, and Bill was in studio with us, and always great things going on with the men and women over at the SMA. We had our class moved last night. We moved
3: it from the Moss Arts Center to Castle Coliseum. Good call. Our play-by-play class last night was the kids with recorders sitting in the stands broadcasting the Miami-Virginia Tech. Oh, that's awesome. Two groups. One actually was in the crow's nest calling the game. Uh, with the full headsets and the whole gear. second set of gear was set up on press row for a second group, and then five other groups were in the stands with handheld recorders calling the game. <laughs> and I would be interested to hear that. Each each student has to turn in his or her short clip, and they get graded on it. But, you know, we can't do that in a classroom. I like, have to get everybody to a arena. Yeah, right. So right. what a game to call. Yeah, absolutely. That atmosphere... High-level basketball. Both teams played well, so that was exciting last night. Today, I'm really excited about today. So, my dear friend Paul Kennedy, who is a Virginia Tech alum, who lives in Orlando with his beautiful wife Jean, uh, works for Fox and also for Bally uh, Sports in 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 Florida. Mm-hmm. And he's a good friend of Rich Russo, who's the preeminent director of college or not college, but NFL football in our country. He directs the number one Fox game each week. And he did the Super Bowl last Sunday. And we're going to have Rich zoom in today from his home in New Jersey. Oh, that's going to be so cool. And so, for those that don't know, the director is the gentleman who's calling the shots what yeah. camera we see when we watch Absolutely. the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, there's a lot on the line when there's over 100 million people watching and you're trying to get the exact correct pressure. shot. Mm-hmm. And they have, well, they had 90 cameras for that game. And pylon cams and first-down marker cams. <laughs> right, right. right. And, and so when you were watching, was that a holding penalty at the end of the game on Philadelphia? It was rich.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, trying to find it. Roll
3: back it. X, roll back yeah. Y, let's see it on this view, let's see that camera. So it's more than just what we see. It yeah. was what, what the officials saw and what the country saw, obviously. Uh, but most of the people in SMA that get into television, most of our students do end up behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. There are for every person on the air, there's a hundred in the truck yeah. behind the scenes at the studio. Absolutely, and those are the jobs. There's a tremendous need for people who can create graphics, who can run audio board, who can build graphics that we see, whether it's using a program called After Effects or holding a camera or setting up an arena or a stadium for for a show, and and that's what, that's why I'm so excited that. Mr. Russo has agreed to spend an hour with our tech students today.
0: Oh, it's going to be great. If I didn't have to travel to High Point, I'd come over and hang out. I'd like to see that. I'd like to hear what Alway he had to say. Because that's intriguing to me, what those directors go through. really is. All right, so your Baker Team Game of the Week. I was going to go...
3: This is one issue that that I do have with the college basketball scheduling. The games are scheduled way before the season starts. Yeah. You know, in football, we have these 12 and 6 day windows. Yes. So yes. ESPN decided that the Virginia Tech Duke game would be the primetime game Saturday night on ESPN. That should be our game of the week, right? Right, right. It's the primetime game of the week, 8 o'clock. Neither team's ranked. Right. We should be pumping it up, right? It's a big game for Tech. It's a big sure. game for Duke, sure. but it's not. It's not.
0: It's, not, it's not the Saturday no. night
3: primetime game no. No. towards the end of the season. No, were, it's not. It's not. Um, I'm going with the Hokies and Tar Heels in women's basketball Thursday. So we talked about this ten days ago that Virginia Tech was going to play at the end of the season here five straight games against ranked, against ranked, teams. ranked teams. Remember that? Right? Yep. Yep. Said so, they said the way that schedule is, right? The end of February, yeah. five yeah. in a row. They've won the first four. <laughs> One more to conquer. They've they swept NC State. They beat Duke. They beat Florida State like a drum. Yeah, that game was. And now close. back on the road. Never close. Carolina is also ranked. So Tech had never beaten three ranked teams in a row. First of all, it's unusual to play yeah, it really three is. ranked teams. Look how row. good
0: that league is on the women's side.
3: In a tournament, you might get that. But in, during the regular season, they had never done that. Well, they've done that, plus one. They've won four straight games against ranked
0: teams, and now the Tar Heels, Thursday night on the road. I think they're winning it. I think they're winning out and winning the tournament. That's my, that's my prediction oh, for my that goodness! Team. Yep, yep. I think they're going to push for that two seed. I love what I watch. I love watching them play. I think they're just – I love the way he coaches, and I think there's players
3: – I would say this. If you're going to win six in a row, do it in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Not... <laughs> yes, do it then. Do it then. That's a fun watch, though. I mean, they had 6,400. Kenny said yesterday, he said, I've never heard a crowd like that. He goes, I've been in places, maybe the bigger folks, but the noise that was created and those players were sitting, he said, they were sitting in the huddle going, just smiling. This is cool. You know, I think that's great. It just shows you right there. And we've talked Castle's about
3: it. magical, man.
0: It's, And that's why what Miami did last night to me, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I think that was pretty darn impressive. All right, uh, time now here on the Roth Report. It's Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top Three. Three, two,
2: one. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top Three, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford.
0: Ah, I love this segment. You know I do.
3: Today is the anniversary of one of the great sporting events in our country's history. You oh, know, absolutely. February twenty second, nineteen eighty. The U.S. Olympic ice hockey team beat the Soviet Union 4-3 in Lake Placid in one of the biggest upsets in sports history. Maybe the biggest to this day. Well, that's our NRV heart Oh, no, it three. is. Okay. The top three upsets <laughs> ever. My top three upsets ever. And this is hard to do because like Heather Sutherland going to the senior prom with me was a big upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was...
0: Bills top 1. <laughs> <laughs> He's going with Heather? What? Really? Oh, well good for him. <laughs> How did he do that? What kind of game uh, plan did he do? That draw? was an
3: upset. No. <laughs> Sports. So um and it's like there was one that happened this this past summer, right? Saudi Arabia beat Argentina in the World yeah, Cup. Yeah,
0: was that the first game? Yeah, yeah. in the
3: first in the, in the opening yeah. round and that cannot happen. Argentina <laughs> went on to win the whole thing. The whole thing. And Saudi Arabia, eh. they were done two games later, right? They were done. But they did. They beat Messi. Okay, and then, uh, you know, Super Bowl Forty Two. Remember, Indianapolis was ten and six. Yeah, they were big underdogs. The the Patriots had had gone undefeated, sixteen yeah. and zero.
0: Yeah, that 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 to this day, yeah, they were ready That's, to be that team to replace the Dolphins. Yeah,
3: and then they lost to yeah. Manning. The uh,
0: catch. Uh, t- they were
3: a wild card team. David they barely Perry, made yes. the playoffs.
0: Yeah. yeah. The Tyree right? catch. Yeah. Absolutely. Was that the same game? I think that's the same game. Tyree's catch, and then they hit uh, Plaxico yeah, Burris yeah. for the game winner. Yeah.
3: But that doesn't make my top three. Oh, okay. <laughs> my top three upsets ever. Number three, drum roll. We don't have one? I don't have one. All right. Buster Douglas <laughs> do. beating They're Mike right. Tyson. Yeah. Buster Douglas oh.
0: beating Mike Tyson. And for this boxing uh, guy, I hated that. I did still, he? oh, I did.
3: Because Douglas was not ended up being
0: a flop for the no, most part, right? He was, and Mike was not right. That whole thing is true. He wasn't with. He was with Robin Gibb. Where was that? And it was over in Japan, I believe. It was somewhere like that. And it was just. I just remember. I was in such sad shock to see this icon just fall. He never recovered. He never really recovered. No, but you're right. That's that's in the fighting division. That might be the biggest upset ever. Right, in, in, heavy, in the heavyweight division, yep. absolutely.
3: Number two, number two. Leicester City winning the Premier League in fifteen sixteen. All right, I'll need background on this one. Here. They were a five thousand to one <laughs> team that was about to be relegated. So somebody put money on that. <laughs> imagine, so do a t- imagine what you get for a ten dollar bet, a hundred dollar bet, you'd win a half a million. Absolutely, half a million euros. Euros. Somebody did. too. British pounds. There's no L- doubt yeah, they did yeah, in London. Um, so, Leicester City winning the Premier League when they're about to be relegated to the lower division. We don't do relegation. <laughs> we probably should, but we don't. You're right. And, and, but but imagine, imagine the worst Division One college football team. Yes. Okay, and you know what? We can't compete. We're going to go to 1AA. Yeah, we're 0-11. For yeah. the for the 10th year in a row, we're losing money, no one's coming. We're going to drop down and play Division 1AA or FCS. And then you win, run the table and win it.
0: There you go. That's what win the playoff, to yeah. There you go. That's yeah. good good context. Yeah. That's that's number 2. All right? Um,
3: but if you knew it was going to happen at 5,000 to 1 odds, if you oh, could get that, yeah. I mean, if you ever saw that, you would. It'd be worth throwing ten, bucks yeah, ten bucks 10 down.
0: Buck, ten Put ten bucks on it. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And somebody did. I guarantee you, somebody did. Put a hundred down. That'd be you're good. Yeah. We just talked about how much money you need. That's good. That's a good start.
3: Number one, though, Team USA beating the Soviet Union. February 22nd, the anniversary of that, 1980 in Lake Placid. Has to be. Still the biggest upset. So for those that don't know, the Soviet Union back then, this was the Red Army team. This is not Russia. This was the Soviet Union. Absolutely. Some of the greatest players ever to play the sport. And one of the greatest coaches, Viktor Tikhonov, was the head coach of the Soviet Union team. A gentleman regarded as probably the greatest goalie ever. Viktor Mm Tikhonov was their goalie. They had dominated NHL teams. Yes. In the preparation for yeah. this. Yeah, destroyed them. Okay, they yeah. had played yeah. NHL teams in their Olympic tour. They were the best team probably ever in the history of hockey. Okay. They blew th- they beat the NHL All Star team. Right, right. Like eight to four. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They had played Team USA in an exhibition game and scored ten, ten goals. Ten goals, yeah. 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 Ten to three. Ten to three. So they played this game. This wasn't the gold medal game, it was the lead yeah. to it. Yeah. And and the U.S. played out of its mind, won the game, and then ended up winning the gold medal. The reason, looking back on it, it's the greatest upset. Those USA kids, it's not like they became <laughs> NHL stars. Oh, no, some were like, good players. Some, yeah, some had careers. Right, but most of the part, they went on to investment banking. They didn't play. They went on to commercial real estate. They went on to pharmaceutical sales. They went to become That's high right. school athletic directors. The, the last game they played was that the. the Gold medal it was hockey like game. Gold medal hockey game. And then they went and got a job at State Farm. Right. It's incredible. There was no way,
0: zero, it's zero incredible. chance for them to win that game. I know. I know. And then the pressure's on because, as you said, that's not people keep thinking that's the gold medal game. No, they had to go play Finland to win the gold, and they fell behind. Right. And people are like,
3: "No, this kid." And then they they ended up. So sh- there was a guy on the team. He actually scored in that game. Mark Johnson ended up playing Mark with Johnson. Pittsburgh, and I remember watching his career. And I'm like, yeah, we got Mark Johnson. He's won the gold, medal, gold medal Olympic hockey team, and he's like, yeah, he may not make the Penguins. No, he was like,, yeah. Yeah. He may end up back in the that's minor right.
0: leagues. Herb Brooks, man, it just blows you away. The so, whole Weeb Ubank effect, of Super Bowl three, kind of encompassed Herb Brooks right there. Anything can. That's
3: that's the beauty <laughs> and the magic of sports, right? It is. That's it why is. we go because you you don't ever really know. Right. right. Like everyone's saying, oh, South Carolina is going to win the women's national championship.
0: Somebody might shoot 75% from three, and then all of a sudden, uh oh. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you play the games. Maybe That's Liz right. Kitley has the game of her career against Don Staley. That's right. You never know. You never know. She could. She could. Good to see you, man. It's great to see you, buddy. You treat me. I'm good to see you in studio. I needed that this morning. You, you hit me Hang in there. Right hang in there. Hang this in there. <laughs> I know it's, it's,
3: a, it's a tough time to be a Highlander Hoops fan, but. I appreciate hang you. Hang in there. Have a good game tonight. All
0: right. There you go. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Quick break. We'll come back. <laughs> Our second Hall of Famer, David Teal, joins us next. Stay with him.
3: You know, buying or selling a home is a really important decision. We'll trust that decision to the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have combined experience of 40-plus years right here in the New River Valley. Check their website, nrbhomes.com, to search properties. They'll give you home field advantage in a competitive market.
0: Hello, I'm Jose. Forty-seven minutes past the hour. Thanks again. Great to see Bill in studio with the Roth Report. Motoring along here in our Power Hour. The Hall of Fame Hour continues now. He is David Teal, the Hall of Famer from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. David, how are you? Good morning, my friend.
1: Rick, I wish I was motoring along, and I hope that none of your listeners is stranded on Interstate 81 North like I
0: am. Oh, my goodness gracious. What's going on? Which, where, which direction are you? Whereabouts are you?
1: I'm just north of Blacksburg. I mean, I've been parked for half an hour. I've shut the car off. Oh, no. We're not
0: moving. Oh, no. Probably an accident, I'm guessing, right? More than it,
1: it, it is.
0: Uh, well, I hope that changes for you here soon. And uh, do appreciate your time and having to deal with all that. And speaking of time, last night Miami had their time, didn't they? At uh, Castle. I was really impressed, Dave. I, I just team... They did something Duke, Carolina, Virginia, and Pitt couldn't do, winning Castle, and uh, they just continue to take huge strides, in my opinion. What did you think of the game last night?
1: It was a really good game, a really interesting one. And I, I asked Mike Young afterward if someone had told you before tip-off that you were going to hold Miami to 42% shooting from the floor and 31.8% beyond the arc, what would you have thought? He just kind of smiled and said, I'd have thought we were money. And you just have to be on point at both ends of the floor against the Hurricanes. And the Hokies just weren't quite good enough offensively to get it done. It was the polar opposite of the game in Coral Gable, Mm -hmm. where, where Tech was terrific on offense, couldn't stop Miami. I mean, last night, not a single Miami starter shot 50%. Right. And Hunter Couture, wow. 40 minutes last night, makes five threes, nary a turnover, six rebounds, four assists, four steals, and exceptional defense on Isaiah Wong. I thought Couture was brilliant last night, but they just didn't have enough offense to get over the hump.
0: And something Bill just talked about, David, they did a nice job of, if you can, at the way he's been playing. They kind of neutralized Grant Basile, didn't he? I mean, they, he had 13, but that kid has been playing lights out, and they had a plan for him, too, defensively.
1: They absolutely did. They they harassed him into four turnovers. You know, Basile went six for 12 from the floor, uh, but he only made one three. He's been making a bunch of those lately. And, uh, you know, he'd been averaging 27 the previous four, so for him to only get 13 is a credit to Miami's defense.
0: So I want to check in with you now. We know Virginia and Miami are the two top dogs. How close do you feel like these teams are? I mean, I know it's kind of – we got to have the tournament coming up, but do you give Miami the edge over Virginia, or do you still like Virginia's defense more than Miami's offense?
1: Don't forget Pitt, Rick.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're Pitt, hovering. Pitt's
1: right there, right there tied with Miami a game behind UVA in the loss column, and UVA can't afford to drop one here because they lose the tiebreaker to both. You know, lost their only meeting at Pitt, lost their only game at Miami, didn't get a chance to play either of them at home. Now, I've thought all along that Virginia was going to win the regular season. And I see no reason to to come off of that. I think the Cavaliers, it's a, it's a sneaky, hard game tonight at Boston College, especially the way Quentin Post, their big seven-footer, has been playing of late. I believe he made five threes in uh, BC's last game. But I, I think Virginia will, will, will get it done. And then goes to Carolina on Saturday to play what has to be a desperate Tar Heels team.
0: He is David Till, the Hall of Famer, joining us from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. And I'm so glad you brought that up because people anticipating you coming on, we hear from a lot of Tar Heel Nation, and they wanted me to ask you different different questions, but just as a whole, now that we've gotten to this point, they continue to be just this unachieving team whatever the reasons may be but in your assessment you watch the league as closely as anyone what in the world is wrong with north carolina they just said i mean they right now are going to be that team right they could very well be that first number one to never make does not make the tournament
1: They really could i mean they're 0 9 in in quad one games right they were right there against nc state on sunday in raleigh and and couldn't close it uh, they're not defending terribly well and R.J. Davis and Caleb Love are not shooting it like they did last season and wow you know, no Brady Manic has been a xxxl factor for North Carolina
0: it has it's been a big deal and I look at these two teams Miami they got paid right everybody talked about what uh Wong was getting and Pat got. Those kids, though, show up and they play extremely hard. Carolina kids who got paid have not. I mean, I know it comes down to – that sounds very simplistic, but I think it has something to do with it. A veteran head coach like Jim Laranaga and kind of a new head coach at Carolina, maybe he's not sure. I'm not sure what it is, but, man, there's too much talent there for this team to be knocking on the door, being knocked out of this tournament.
1: Couldn't agree more. Hubert Davis said on the weekly – video conference Monday that there's just too much noise around his team, and there are so many ways to interpret that, Rick, and I think one of them is, as we have discussed previously, is the NIL piece.
0: 100%. Well, there's a lot of negative things that go on in sports, but I don't want to ask you about a program. A lot of folks here don't think a lot about, but Richmond and what they're doing, dealing with now with Coach Mooney, and then that team responded with uh, a huge win against one of the best teams in their league. Can you talk about Richmond and and it's just great that this is where sports grabs people back, right? When you see these young people rise up and win that one for Coach Mooney, there was a lot of emotions coming out of that locker room.
1: No doubt, it, it's on a very different scale, but Look at what happened in East Lansing, Michigan last night.
0: Right, absolutely.
1: I mean there Tom Izzo was on the bench last night, Rick, weeping mm-hmm. on several, several occasions as you know, that campus attempts to recover from the shootings that, that, that rocked it and then to have that home basketball victory last night over Indiana, Mm -hmm. but more to your point about Richmond, Chris Mooney announced last week that he is out for the year to deal with a heart or a heart matter. He will have surgery next week at UVA Uh, interim coach. And, you know, one of his assistants, a former Spiders captain, Pete Thomas is now uh, leading the program. And they were down, I believe 15 in the first half. Against St. Louis last night at Robin Center, and darn, they didn't bank in a three. They're they're late <laughs> to uh, to salt it and and win the game. So you know, really, really happy for the spiders, and now they turn around Friday night and bus across town to play VCU.
0: He is David Teal joining us on the program, multi award winning journalist, and of course the Hall of Famer breaking down all things happening in the Commonwealth. Uh, I want to switch sports now to uh, the gridiron, Virginia Tech in particular. You had a great piece about um, how close they were to losing Fontel Mines, and I agreed with it 100%. It would have been just a, a horrible face value look. And then last night, of course, they used uh, lose Coach Glenn. Is this a yep. situation where you just see this kind of thing happening, or are there, is there a reason to be some concerns from Tech fans?
1: I don't think there's any reason for concerns. Brian Glenn goes back with Scott Satterfield, the new coach for Cincinnati. They they worked together at App App State many years ago. And, you know, those are the kinds of connections on which staffs are built. And he's going to become a coordinator at a Power 5 school, Cincinnati goes into the Big 12 next season. And Cincinnati's salary pool for assistant coaches is $7.25 million. <laughs> there you go. When Brent Pry signed on at Virginia Tech, the guaranteed assistant pool was $5.5 million. And Glenn's going into a coordinator spot. So he will be making considerably more. Than the four seventy five he was making at Virginia Tech, but you mentioned Fontel Mines, Penn State made a run at him. The Hokies up the ante, gave him a fifty four percent raise, up to four hundred and I believe twenty five or four hundred fifty thousand, and he's very appreciative. He's a you know he's a Virginian. He's from Richmond, and boy did he recruit. That city very effectively
0: mm-hmm. for the host. Well, and, and the other side of it for me, too, is well, this is Coach Pry having good judgment on his coaches, right? They're starting to get attraction from other places. That means you've done a pretty good job bringing good people in, too. That's the other side of it as well, and you want to keep as many of them as you can.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, he had said, Rick, back in late November, early December, um, that. You know, he, he wanted to, to, to keep all his staff. We asked him if he anticipated any staff changes, and he said no. And he wanted to keep them all. But, you know, every other ACC program this season has had staff changes. Virginia Tech was the last domino to fall. And it, it, it's almost inevitable. You know, last season, NC State was the only program in the conference that did not have a staff change.
0: Well, and like you said, it is inevitable. If you have all the portal changes and all that can happen with kids, you can expect it as well with the coaching ranks. There's just as much competition for some of these coaches, right, that people may not think about. A guy gets lost in the shuffle. But you're right. Those guys are always trying to improve their situation as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Where are you going to be uh, this weekend? Where are you headed?
1: Friday night I'll be at the Siegel Center for VCU Enrichment. No, that
0: would be awesome. Okay
1: and then, And then Mosey down the interstate to Chapel Hill and see UVA in Carolina on Saturday.
0: All right, that'll be great to get your eyeballs on that team and what is a huge game for them, obviously, against uh, Tony Bennett's squad. so I'll be interested to get your thoughts on that. Well, listen man, I hope any any signs of any movement right now? 81 north? <laughs> I
1: have not, but I mean, <laughs> it, to it's it's so bad right that people are out of their cars. Wow.
0: Wow. Well, thanks for the update. We'll pass that along as well to people. And I hope you get moving soon, my friend. And please stay safe this weekend. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Take care of yourself. There you go. That's uh, David Teal Stuck on it. 81 North. He says he's just outside of Blacksburg. So if you're headed that way, if you work down in Salem or Roanoke, you're going to have major delays, apparently. So uh, appreciate David updating us on that. He's just stuck in traffic. Says he just stopped his car. People walking around their cars. So 81 North. Shocker. Causing some congestion here this morning. All right, we're going to take our final break, and we're going to come back and wrap up the busy Wednesday edition after this. As always, thank you so much for making us part of your morning. Thanks to Keon Brown, Bill Roth in studio with the Roth Report, and David Teal. Good stuff. Stay with us.
2: Talking Highlanders, they're talking hokies. What the heck are you even talking about? If it's local sports you seek look no further, you found it. Don't you know, talking about more BDST me, next on the WRAD Talk Network?
0: All right, we do have a traffic update. We have breaking news on the traffic update here. This from Wayne. David Teal just told us, right? A tractor-trailer crash at mile marker 127.2. 127.2 in Montgomery County has all northbound lanes blocked. Traffic is backed up now five to six miles. So again, there's a tractor-trailer crash on I-81 North. If you are listening in your car, you're saying, "Yeah, no kidding, Rick. Thanks." But hey, I'm <laughs> just passing it along. And again, thanks to David Teal for letting us know about the uh, the traffic jam right now on 81. It's turned officially into a parking lot, to say the least. All right, uh, appreciate uh, Keon Brown for uh, joining me today, and then obviously Bill Roth and David Teal. Uh, I got some really nice texts from a lot of people. Thank you so much um, for the understanding about the situation uh, down at uh, my school right now, so uh, I appreciate that. I went back and just explained the position that I'm under to take right now in hour number one, so I won't have any other um, commentary on that until – a later time, okay? So that's the way I'm going to pass it along. Uh, If you are going through, it's funny, Wayne, I was getting ready to say the same thing. A lot of people go the other way through Shawsville to Roanoke. I understand that that lane is completely shut down too because everybody's trying to do that. So even if you're trying to get off the interstate before you get to that point, everybody, the big trucks especially, have kind of jammed up the road through Shawsville, Elliston area to get down to Salem and Roanoke. So call your boss. Say you're going to be a little tardy. It's not your fault. It's just, Hey, almost an everyday occurrence on I-81 North. Not to say it never happens when you're driving south, but it just seems to always be around the northern part somewhere, doesn't it? Roanoke area in particular. This one, though, just hits a little closer to home right outside of um, right outside of the uh, New River Valley here in Montgomery County. So it's here. It's close. Tonight, tune us in. Uh, Radford, their final uh, regular season basketball road game in the Big South this season. They take on High Point. We'll be on the air at 6.30. That'll be a 7 o'clock. Tip off the Highlanders and the High Point Panthers. Enjoy your warm weather today. Dwight Vick joins us on the program. Hopefully I'll be able to get uh, Andy Bitter back on tomorrow as well. Maybe some other things on the Thursday edition. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Be good.
3: Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy.
0: You stay classy, New River Valley.